As an OD business owner, there are times in your career when you have to make life-changing business decisions. In this podcast series, I'll talk to ODs and business owners who have insight into how things really work, which can help you rethink your assumptions before making those major decisions to avoid expensive mistakes while optimizing their outcomes. This is the Think Again podcast from iThrive by GPM. I'm Scott Jens, your host, and today's episode is How the Industry Looks at Data. Our guest is Evan Kestenbaum, the co-founder and chief operating officer at GPN Technologies, the company that brings the industry-leading data dashboard to ECPs called Edge Pro. Evan, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on, Scott. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get you to share with people the insights that you have. Of all the people in the industry, you have this unique position to understand how the larger industry looks at data. So I'm curious if you could just go ahead and start by throwing at us a few of the key data points that are essentially looked at by everyone in the industry. Well, when I ran my practice in in New York, we had a set of metrics that we looked at all the time. And it's, it's very interesting. It, it's the same set of metrics, no matter where you are in the country, whether you're a single doctor owner or whether you're a multi-location owner, there's, there's, there's a couple of metrics that really showed the health, the health of a practice. And what's surprising is it's not just how much money do you make overall? It's what, what, what makes up those numbers and what helps build those numbers. So the first one we like to look at is revenue per exam. For every patient that, that's in the chair, how much revenue do you expect to generate on average? But we don't stop there. We want to know what makes up that number. So our businesses have a clinic component and an optical component, and it's important to look at those separately. And Within the optical component, the number one metric that shows the success of a practice is the capture rate, which means out of every hundred exams, how many sales are there? We could go into uh, uh, a long conversation about what type of capture rate, what type of capture rate, how to calculate capture rate. but as a high level overview, I think that's it, Scott. So where does the contact lens part of the practice or other specialty components, I'm making this up, sports vision factor in, or are they just another type of business area you look at revenue per patient? Right. We like to look at revenue per patient across however many lines of business you have. So most people, it's only a clinic and an optical, and that will include contact lenses. But if you have a low vision practice, a vision therapy practice, a sports vision practice, we absolutely want to understand that same uh, revenue per patient metric. Because once you optimize that, Scott, then if you pump money into marketing and getting more patients through the door, you already know the outcome. So you know how much you could spend to get patients through the door because you know what they're worth versus if you do it the other way, and just start spending money on marketing, it may or may not be worthwhile. So even when there's a segment of the practice 
I'm going to use orthokeratology, where the revenue per patient might be much different than routine exam revenue per patient. You need to know it to know how to focus your business around it. Is that what you mean? That you don't have to, they don't have to be linear. They're, they're each their own bucket. They're each their own. It, it all okay. rolls up into one number, which is your total practice. Um, but when you try to improve your practice, uh, you want to drill down to the action you could take to improve something in your practice and then measure the result. So whether it's an ortho K practice, where then you would want to know how many follow-up visits did you do? Well, what are your costs on the contacts? How much chair time did you have? You'd want to really drill down into that business before you make a decision and see if it worked. Um, and what I love about metrics is it's not emotional. There are a lot of emotional components in our practice. We have to take care of our patients, hug our staff. Uh, uh, but when it comes to making a decision on, on efficiency, on pricing, on whether we should continue to provide a, a, a service, uh, looking at the numbers is, is most important. Okay, so I recently heard you tell a story about an ECP that maybe looks at their data and says, well, my margins are too low, but then the staff is fielding complaints from patients about prices being too high. So tell us a little bit of that and how a business owner needs to use data to know which of those viewpoints is true. Right. This philosophy is a human philosophy, not an eye care specific philosophy. It, it's very funny. I, I was at uh, my trainer this morning and he was talking about, we, we love talking about metrics and numbers and how his business is doing. And, and he was telling me he can't raise his prices because people won't come. But the week before he told me people are complaining and they didn't even want to pay $25. So my point to that is there's always people complaining about what, what the prices are, whether you charge $20 or $200 for an exam. So what, what we want to do when we're making a decision, should we raise our prices? Should we lower our prices? Um, we we want to look at what the average price of that service is. So let's say we're talking about uh, uh, frame sales and also look at what the capture rate is. Because if we raise our twice's price is $20, it's very common to have our team come to us and say, oh my God, people are complaining now and everybody is walking out and leaving. But a lot of times from an emotional perspective, they're just paying more attention to it and people were complaining all along. So if you look at your average frame revenue, um, that takes into account both your capture rate of your frame capture rate and the average price that a frame is sold. And as long as, as long as it stays, as long as capture rate stays flat and your average sale goes up, you know, it's worthwhile, even if you hear more complaints. Yeah. The human nature of letting the things we hear somehow uh, influence us. Thanks for that advice. So let's shift now. There's a lot of multi-location practices in the U.S. A lot of them are our listeners. I'd like to talk a little bit about them. How does the industry look at revenue generation numbers for an owner doc versus an associate? I know you have some points of view on that. Sure. When, when a practice moves from a single doctor and they're bringing in their first associates, we see time and time again 
that the associate doctors do not generate as much revenue per exam as the owner doctor. And for uh, growing up in an eye care family, my dad's an optometrist and, and, and he went through this as well. But, but there's a couple things that are important to remember. When you have a two and three and four doctor office, we do want all the associates to be able to have a very similar revenue per exam. The same thing with, with the, the optical team. They should all, if we have a healthy practice, all the members should have a similar revenue per exam, as long as they're all seeing the same mix of patients overall, a random selection. When it comes to the owner doctor, you can't teach people to care like an owner. You can't teach people to love your patients like an owner, love your practice like an owner, and be willing, even if you have to uh, go to the bathroom in between two patients, do paperwork to come back and see that one extra patient who just walked in. Those expectations just, just aren't there. So what a, lot of, what a lot of owner doctors have to uh, come to terms with is when, when the associate doctor is seeing the patient and they're working there 40 hours a week, you're not. So even if they're a little less efficient, you're now focusing on growing the practice as a whole. And that added value is well worth the fact they're making a little less revenue per exam. That's fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about vendors and their views on data in the you know, industry. How does an ECP or a staff member deal with a rep who maybe has their own data feed and, and sort of interact in a way where they can derive value from the, the information the vendor has to offer them? Over the past 10 years, we've seen practices start off being afraid to share data with their staff. Doctors are like, oh no, I don't want the, the, the team to know that, that we make a million dollars a year in, in top line revenue. And then it's, oh no, we, don't, we didn't want Sally to know how much Kevin is selling on the optical floor. And, and over, over, over time, now I think we could all say, that's a very common thing. And if you're not doing that, you're not letting your team know what's going on and then optimize around it. In the past uh, four years, that same evolution is happening with sharing data with our vendors and letting our vendors become our partners and help us grow our business. Because I know I don't care about one vendor or another. I care about how can the vendors help me grow my whole practice. And when they come in and they could only see their sales, what type of conversations can they really have with me? They could only have conversation about their products. If we share our, our uh, more data and they could understand that whole frame segment or lens segment or contact lens segment, they could help give us advice on my um, category of lenses. Here, here's, here's your opportunity to switch into one day multifocals, which are not only um, the healthiest option, but a very profitable option as well. So it changes the whole dynamic. And just like sharing data, having open book management with our team, it's now very helpful to, to use the knowledge that our vendors can bring to the table as well. 
So I want to go a little deeper on that. You're sitting there with a rep from a contact lens company, as an example, and they have their own data about how you're selling with them, but they don't see everything else. You're even suggesting that if you have you know, the data dashboard like Edge Pro, that you could show them a category of success and, and say, how can you help me grow this part of my business? I'm just not doing multifocals. I just... My patients are starting to get older toward it, so I, I kind of need it. And you're saying show them information to help them help you? Show them information. Let them help you. Because if you don't, they're giving you advice based on the smaller picture that they see. So if you give all your daily disposable lenses to one company, they think you're 100% daily disposables, and they'll give you a high five, and they'll say, great job but maybe that's only 25% of your whole business. And if they knew that, they could have a much broader conversation about how to help your practice as a whole. So to put a bow on that, I'd like to just finish up by saying that we've seen an advancement in the practices and sharing data with their team. And that's become a good way to run a solid business and sharing data with our third party partners frame companies, contact lens companies, gives them a chance to help us, not just high five us because we're doing some work with them, but to let them know something that maybe we haven't otherwise told them, which is I'm actually using these two other contact lens or two other frame companies, but you can now tell me when you see this data, what you think I should do to optimize my work with you to grow my business. And I love that. Anything else on that as you want to wrap it up? There are also a lot of wonderful alliances and consultants in the industry. And the best ones will use your data to help you. We've all been to Vision Expo and heard lectures and, and, and we all read the journal articles and that's great. But if you choose to work with a consultant and they're not looking at your data to help understand what steps to take in a practice, we're all not the same. We all have uniquenesses and there are a lot of ways you can help a practice. And that th there are... Uh, more and more consultants and alliance groups out there that are using data to really understand and make targeted, specific, individualized recommendations. And those are the ones that we've seen have had the most success. Okay. So the last thing I can think to say is that, you know, you were a practice owner. You mentioned your dad was an OD and you run this incredible data company. And so I guess I'd like you to give me a sense of how the larger industry tries to make a sense out of data so they can be, you know, dealing with causation, right? This leads to that as opposed to just correlation. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting that that's your words. I'm just thinking that you must have some insight to close that is good value-added insight to our listeners about why data is so important to everybody in this market and what they can do to make a difference today after listening to this podcast. I think if there's one thing that I hope the listeners get out of this is become familiar with the metrics in your practice. If you don't know your revenue per exam and your different capture rates and whether or not your staff and associates are pretty consistent between them, you're operating your business blind and no matter how hard you try, you can't be as good as those who have more information than you. And so I, I encourage everyone to, 
learn about their metrics, reach out. There are a lot of great resources. And I, I, I hope that the, the industry continues to grow and that your practice continues to grow even faster than the industry as a whole. And you use information to help your customers know if they're growing at the right rate. So the other thing is use data sources and not just only help you know your business, but you also need to compare to the rest of the world to know if you're keeping up. Is that right? One of, one of my favorite features of Edge Pro, and we're starting to publish this on the GPN website, is showing you how you compare against your peers. Not only nationally, are you in the 50th percentile or the 99th percentile, but you could break it down depending on what, what region you're in. If you're part of certain groups, you could break it down to really compare to your contemporaries and, and identify which of those metrics are you rocking out on and, and which one do you have rooms for improvement? It makes me think of the old Caddyshack line by Chevy Chase's character, Ty Webb, when he was asked if he wasn't keeping score, how he measured himself against other golfers. And he simply said, by height. Yeah. And, you know, you can start to think about the wrong measurement. It's a measurement, but the wrong measurement and the wrong comparable. And so I really appreciate you saying that. And I encourage my users, our listeners to use Edge Pro to do what they can to, to understand their numbers and also the numbers of their competitors. Uh, the last word's yours, Evan. Anything else? If you really want to see how metrics are impacting not only our industry, but the whole sports world, is watch Moneyball. I, I watched it last night again, and, and it's a really great representation of what all businesses are doing now. Uh, and, and the Oakland A's were able to compete with the Yankees uh, spending 80 billion less, uh, 80 million less dollars a year. So using metrics, it's amazing. Thank you, Evan Kestenbaum, for your fantastic informed insights. I appreciate your time with us. Thank you, Scott. And that's it for today's Think Again podcast, which is brought to you by iThrive from GPN.